Hi. Welcome to Earthmakers, Sacred Stories and Queer Spaces. My name is Joey Bear. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I'm the grateful creator and host of this podcast. Take a deep breath. Settle in. This story is for you. One of my favorite stories that has stuck with me over the years and takes on new meaning from time to time is a story about Jesus. Yes, that Jesus, the figurehead of the religion we call Christianity. And despite a lot of the trauma and issues that arise around discussions about Christianity these days, there are some remarkable stories at the heart of this faith, most of them involving the man called Jesus or Rabbi Yeshua of Nazareth. This story was retold to me at a time when I really needed it retold by my friend Rick. We were having donuts and coffee together, and I was in a place of great uncertainty and stress and denial about who I was and what I was doing with my life. And I had heard this story thousands of times probably throughout my life. I had preached this story from the pulpit as a Lutheran pastor at different times. And yet, sometimes what we need is for the oldest story to be retold by a new and different voice so that it can cast new light on our experience. I'm grateful to Rick for the time that he took that day to retell this story. The story goes, according to the Holy Gospel, according to St. John in the Christian New Testament, that Jesus of Nazareth had been walking out in the sun and was very tired. And there was a well... And he stopped at the well, tired, sweaty, and thirsty. Jesus was probably beginning to experience the beginnings of some dehydration. And along came a woman, a Samaritan woman, who was pulling water from the well. Now in those days, women were not considered fully human, really. They were considered property of men and were not really supposed to carry on conversation with men, especially men who were considered somehow religiously devout or leaders in some way. And not really knowing who Jesus was, the Samaritan woman began to engage in conversation 
with Jesus because he invited her into conversation. And while they sat around the well, she gave him water to drink. And as they spoke, Jesus created a space of safety for the woman. And she began to tell Jesus stories about her life. But before she could even tell a full story, Jesus had already told her everything he knew about her. And he was right. So the story goes, Jesus had some kind of miraculous insight into her life, into her psyche, into her heart and the depths of her soul. He knew her story. Maybe it's because he locked eyes with her and he saw the exhaustion of a life lived with trauma, a life lived in which she had made some difficult choices over the years and had broken religious laws by sleeping with men. But Jesus knew it all. And so instead of waiting for her to tell the story, which is what we typically do in these situations, Jesus, according to this story in John, knew already what her story was and what she needed to hear. And as he recounted her story to her, I believe, based on my interpretation of the text, that she felt seen, heard, acknowledged, understood, and known for who she was. And on top of all of that, she felt accepted and approved of. She felt loved without condition by this strange man at the well. And it was just a chance encounter. But she arose from the well after their conversation, having received a word of love and grace from the man Jesus. And she went back to her village and began telling everybody her story. And she said, you need to meet this man called Jesus because he knew every part of my story and loved me anyway. He knew every part of my story and loved me anyways. Take a moment and think about that. Have you ever felt fully seen, heard, acknowledged, understood, and known? 
by someone who then kept the space safe for you? I remember recently I was um, on a dating app. (laughs) These uh, uh, dating apps are uh, quite an adventure these days. And I had connected with somebody and we were having a very lovely conversation via the text feature on this app. And in my dating profile, it states pretty clearly that I'm a recovering addict. And so I told her a little bit about that. And her immediate response to this was caution, which I understand to a certain degree. But as the conversation proceeded and we were getting to know each other better, very suddenly, as if out of left field, she exclaimed or proclaimed to me that she didn't think having an addict around her children was safe. And I said, I've been in recovery for 10 years. Wouldn't you want someone who's been in recovery for that long to spend time with your children? I shared a very private, confidential almost piece, a sacred piece really of my life with you. And now you're talking to me as if it's a problem. At one point, I had felt seen and heard, known, acknowledged, understood by this person, and now I felt lost at sea. And so I drew a boundary with this person and said that when they were ready to apologize, I would be willing to continue a conversation. And sometimes what we find is that we walk into situations with expectations, either this person should hold space for me or no one will ever hold space for me. And when we're let down, it hurts. But what I love about this story of the woman at the well is that it's a chance encounter with someone she doesn't know and someone she's not supposed to know according to the culture and the religion of the time. But he breaks the barriers, breaks the rules to welcome her in to discussion, to welcome her into storytelling. This is true earth making and the reason that this podcast exists. Ask yourself today, Do I have people in my life who are willing to sit around the well with me, hear my story, know my story, and at the same time show me full acceptance and full approval? I believe at the core of my being that this is what we Need. We're hungry for it. We're starving for it. We need people who will just see us 
hear us, acknowledge, understand, and know us, and at the same time, offer us full acceptance and full approval. No questions asked. And it sounds absurd or radical as it comes out of my mouth. And the reason is because my brain, my psychobiology, my neurology evolutionarily has been conditioned, especially in this culture, to believe that these spaces don't exist or that it's not on me to create these spaces. And maybe it's not. Maybe it's not on me. But then who? Who is going to create these spaces? Who? Who?